Medical Education Podcast listeners. This is Kevin Eva, the editor-in-chief of the journal, with the pleasure today of speaking with Ray Samarillo, who's a lecturer at Cardiff University in the School of Healthcare Sciences. And Ray and his colleagues have a paper entitled Nurses Whisper, Identities in Nurses' Patient Safety Narratives of Nurse Trainee Doctors, coming out in the December 2021 issue of Medical Education. It is a great pleasure to chat with you, Ray. It seems like I'm spending a lot of virtual time in the UK in the last few days, and I'm glad to be able to return to have a conversation with you. Thank you very much for inviting me. And yes, exciting times, it seems, in the UK. Lots of exciting things are going on at the moment. (laughs) Are you a nurse yourself? Yes, I'm a nurse by background, but more of an academic now for a few years. Okay. And so what was it about your nursing background or the academic transition that made you think that identity was an understudied issue in that population? Yeah, so my clinical background was in intensive care. So all the time I worked clinically, I only ever worked in intensive care. And that was a fascinating experience for me in many different respects, because there was more of an interprofessional ethos. And many of the sort of conventional boundaries that exist between healthcare professionals were quite fluid and quite lax. And there's a more collegiate approach towards delivering patient care. But as I gathered more and more experience in critical care, I came to realize that it was actually quite a unique experience. And that wasn't necessarily the same on other parts of the hospital. So I became increasingly interested in identity because certainly I was very aware that there's a distinction in how people identify with regards to their profession, but also how people identified with regard to their particular clinical setting. And it was quite fascinating for me working clinically many years ago to that evolution because we'd come across trainees at different points in their training. And I know quite a few people who I knew when they were trainees who made the transition all the way up to consulting. So it was quite a a unique environment, I guess, to broaden my understanding of identities. But from an academic point of view, I've always been interested in philosophy and things like identity, values, and culture. So that's always fascinated me. Hence, I moved to academia and I spent more time pondering things like identity, values, cultures, and virtues, that sort of stuff. Right. And you honed in, at least in this particular work, on the dyadic interactions between nurses and trainee doctors. Was that because you considered that to be a particularly problematic set of interactions because it was particularly rich for the sorts of identity issues that you want to explore? Or was there another reason that you thought that that particular context was valuable to make the focus of this work? Yeah, we sort of focus on this particular aspect, I suppose, because mainly because of my interest in interprofessional working. Because looking at a lot of the published literature around nurse-doctor interactions, the majority of literature refers to a relationship fraught with tension with debates and disagreements, I guess, about things like license and jurisdiction. That's what's reported in a lot of the wider literature. But there was very different from my experience from a critical care background, where there's more of a collegiate approach. So I found that fascinating. But also a lot of the wider literature seemed very episodic in its focus. So they looked at one specific situation or interaction, and there wasn't more of a focus on the longitudinal aspect. And identity is something that I think was missing from the wider debate. So how these identities sort of formulate and involve. So I was keen to look at it across a variety of different nursing settings outside of intensive care and critical care to see if there were similar parallels more widely in other aspects of healthcare. Right, right. And for the sake of those who who aren't working in that interface or in the particular environments that you've just described, what would typical, I'm sure they're varied, but what would typical patient safety encounters look like when you think about how nurses and 
trainee doctors interact for that issue in particular? We felt patient safety narratives were a really good example of the sort of experiences I had, I guess, with regards to interprofessional working. Because in intensive care, stroke critical care, patient safety is really at the forefront of what happens. And because the focus is on really acutely unwell patients, there's more of a team ethos. And the person who takes the lead is the most qualified or most experienced. So the conventional professional boundaries don't exist. But having spoken informally to colleagues who worked in other healthcare settings on different types of wards and settings, the experience was very different. So even when patients were unwell, there were often arguments about who had jurisdiction over patient care, about the fact that some nurses were quite proactive and dynamic. So there were these sort of anecdotal descriptions Mm. of tension in relationships with regards to patient safety. But I was also interested in it more broadly because there have been reports of patient safety incidents that have involved both doctors and nurses, but the consequences for doctors and nurses have been very, very different. So it's something I was very interested to look at and see how nurses identify themselves in those sorts of interactions. Because again, a lot of this information was anecdotal. So people talked about it in coffee rooms or during social events, but it's not something that had been widely reported in research. Well, and we won't go into the methodological details in this context, but I'll just mention that you conducted semi-structured interviews with nurses from a variety of professional standings. And that led you to identify what seems like a wide array of identities that that clearly wasn't just a uniform perspective that your nurses were taking on during these interactions. Do you mind describing those for our listeners and sharing some of your thoughts as to what led people to one identity or another to the extent that you could identify that? Yes, this was really fascinating. It was sort of like opening Pandora's box because the nurses narrated a variety of different identities. And I was very struck by the fact that regardless of their differing professional backgrounds, their differing levels of experience, they described broadly similar identities within these interactions with uh, trainee doctors at various points in their training. And the two main overarching identities could broadly be categorized, I guess, as the nurse as guardian of patient safety and well-being, but also the nurse as educator. So they're very keen to support trainee doctors. But I'll just expand on some of those identities in a bit more detail. So the first identity that they narrated was the nurse as a teacher, as someone who educated trainee doctors, who gave them information and provided them with guidance with regard to specific aspects of patient care. So I know we'll come again to the methodological aspect, but that was basically a summary of the identity as teacher. But also on occasion, they also functioned as an expert advisor. So the sort of resource that the uh, trainee doctor could turn to for expert advice. The other thing that I want to say perhaps at this point is during the nurses' narratives of the interactions with trainee doctors, a lot of these narratives were longitudinal. So they spoke about one particular individual or group of individuals that they'd encountered at different points in their training. So a lot of these identities evolved as their relationship with the trainee doctor evolved as well. So the first one, like I said, was the nurse's teacher, teaching them how to do certain things with regards to patient care. Then for some of them, that evolved to being an expert advisor, so a source of advice for the trainee doctor. They also, on occasion, were the navigator. So they helped the doctors to find equipment or resources that they needed to deliver patient care. Because one of the unique things about nursing here in the UK, which I think applies to other countries as well, is doctors tend to rotate during their training quite frequently, whereas nurses tend to stay in one setting for a long time. So often when doctors are rotated to a new setting, for the first few weeks, they have a settling in period. And during that period, nurses often help them to navigate their way around the ward and navigate their way around procedures to ensure that they were safe 
with regards to patient care. They also describe themselves as providing general support, which is really fascinating for me, because they described a variety of things such as providing informal help and practical support, and also providing them with emotional support. So I was quite struck by the fact that a few of the accounts spoke about the trainee doctors seeking advice and guidance from the nurses about sometimes personal issues, about issues that the trainees felt that they couldn't necessarily share with their medical seniors. So for me, that was quite fascinating mm. and something that I had not come across before at all. And that sort of ran counter the narrative of tension between the relationship of trainee doctor and nurse as well. Then guardian of well-being was another really broad one. And this was where the nurse was a bit more dynamic and proactive, where they intervened directly in situations where they felt the patient might be at risk. So this may have been perhaps the doctor incorrectly prescribing a particular medication or making a mistake with a particular process or perhaps not conveying information appropriately uh, to a patient. So one example that stuck in my mind where the nurse recounted sitting in with a trainee doctor is always trying to explain to a patient's family that their loved one had died. And the doctor's trying to be quite diplomatic and he said, oh, your family member has gone. And the family like, gone where? Have they gone to another ward? Have they gone to the city? And the nurse had to sort of take a break, as it were, and take the trainee doctor outside and say, look, you actually have to say died. If you don't use the word died, people are not going to understand. So that's quite fascinating. So that support in terms of being a guardian for being ranged from making sure patients were assessed appropriately, they got their medication on time, they were kept safe, they didn't come towards untoward harm, but also it involved other things such as making sure that things were communicated appropriately. And also making sure that the trainee doctor was supported to be safe, because some of the trainee doctors found some of the situations quite stressful as mm. well. In terms of guardian of patient well-being, the nurse also described themselves as being a team player. So sometimes they recognized that their role was to sort of support the trainee doctor to help them to develop their competence as well. And they also provide them with emotional support. So one of the things that quite a few of the nurses spoke about was the challenge that trainee doctors had, I guess, when a patient died unexpectedly. And the fact that quite a few of the trainee doctors felt that was something that they couldn't necessarily discuss with their seniors because they felt that they somehow might be thought less of in some respects, mm -hmm. but they felt more at ease sharing those sorts of experiences as nurses and seeking that sort of comfort and support. There's also another account of a trainee doctor being on call for the first time and finding that quite intimidating. And the nurse in question saying to him, look, you know, if you need help, ask for help. You're not on your own, you know. The bug doesn't stop with you, but if you don't ask for help, then you'll be in trouble. So that was quite a, a fascinating um, summary. So there are those sort of seven broad identities, which probably fell into the categories of, I guess, the nurse supporting the trainee doctor's development of professional competence, but also ensuring that the patient was kept safe as well. When you talk about the malleability between them or the evolution over time with different trainees, were, were these identities things that people described as picking up and dropping dependent on what the context required or what the trainee required? Or did they tend to feel like they took on different identities over the course of their own careers? I'm wondering about whether these are, are a variety of roles that people play at any given moment, depending on what's required, or whether it is tied truly to their root identity as a nurse. 
This is the part that was fascinating for me. And this is, I guess, what is fascinating about the patient safety narratives. Because what was implicit in the nurses' accounts was when these patient safety episodes or events were taking place, it's almost like the nurses were working out what was going on and then adopting a particular role in response to whatever the doctor was doing. And they seem to narrate it in relation to specific aspects of the trainee doctor's competence. So if, for example, if they felt that the junior doctor lacked some aspect of functional competence, they didn't know how to do a certain procedure, then they might step in and explain to them how to do that procedure. If they didn't know where to find stuff, then, for example, they'd adopt the identity of navigator to help them to make sense of what was going on. But as the trainee doctor became perhaps a bit more confident or competent, or if the particular situation merited, they adopted a slightly different approach, such as team player. It was interesting, the nature of the relation, because that seemed to evolve as well, because it's almost an iterative process, which is in the beginning, the trainee doctors were not quite sure what the nurse could do or couldn't do. And there was a little bit of tension to begin with there, because some of them were a bit discomforted, shall we say, mm-hmm. by the fact that the nurse was telling them what to do. And this is one of the things I think it is important to mention for the audience, that in the UK, there are nurses with extended roles. Some of them can um, prescribe They can assess patients. Some of them are nurse consultants who've got their own caseload. And that's something that's very difficult for a trainee doctor to know because two nurses can have the same job title, but what they can actually do is very, very different and it will depend on the setting. So this is one of those things that was quite interesting uh, for me as well. But in terms of identities, it's almost as if the nurses had a, a toolkit of different identities or roles that they could play. And the one that they chose depended very much on the situation. And their sort of overarching goals were one, to keep the patient safe, but also to provide the trainee doctor with whatever support that they needed. But that depended very much on the situation. And it also depended on the trainee doctor's openness, because in some of the accounts, particularly in the beginning, when they first met each other, there was a little bit of tension in the relationship, which which changed as the relationship unfolded and as they got to know each other better. So how can we use these identities or this work that you've done to try to improve those relationships or strengthen either doctor or nurse education? There are two main points for me. One is, I guess, it's important from my perspective for trainee doctors and medical educators writ large to be aware of the support that nurses can offer. And the fact that contrary to a lot of wider literature, it isn't always a contested issue, that a lot of nurses are quite keen to support trainee doctors to keep them safe, but also to ensure they develop the appropriate level of competence. And that's why I was struck by the quote from one of the nurses about nurses whisper, because it was almost a description like of the trainee doctor being on stage and perhaps forgetting their lines and the nurse being there in the background, just prompting them subtly and providing them with support subtly. So that would sort of be one of my key messages is for trainee doctors and medical educators to be aware that there are experienced nurses out there who can provide them with additional support to develop all aspects of their professional competence. I think one of the misconceptions, perhaps in wider literature, is that nurses are only there to help trainee doctors to develop their knowledge in regards to things like communication skills or emotional support. But certainly the participants that I spoke to reveal that actually they can do a whole lot of things. And as I said, some of the nurses are nurse consultants. They're nurse specialists, they can do complex patient assessments, they can prescribe, they can do a variety of different things. So I think it's important for trainee doctors to be aware of that. In terms of nurses, nurse education, the really big issue for them is this is a part of their role that's not really talked about, it's not formally part of their workload, and it's not something that's uh, legitimized. And I think it's really important for it to be acknowledged, particularly the patient safety aspect, because a lot of the patient safety narratives that they provided 
they're sort of the last stop really to an adverse event taking place. So the nurse intervened to stop something untoward happening to the patient. I think that's something that merits more recognition and more legitimation, as it were, because the key part of the nurse's role, particularly those who have a bit more experience and who have extended roles. So I think those are sort of two main things is just to be aware of these different identities that nurses enacting these patient safety narratives, but also the fact that they can provide support for trainee doctors across the whole variety of professional competence as well. Hmm. And those are two excellent notes for us to wrap up on as they give a guide for a way forward. And I agree, fully reinforce the importance of this team-based care that the health professions are evolving towards. So thank you for highlighting the vital role that nurses play, not just in patient safety, but in helping our trainee doctors enable patient safety. So I'll just finish by reminding anybody listening that if you want the details and uh, elaboration on the important words you just heard from Ray Samario, you'll find them in the paper entitled Nurses Whisper, Identities and Nurses Patient Safety Narratives of Nurse Trainee Doctors in the December 2021 issue. Ray, thank you very much and good luck with the continuation of this work. Thank you very much. Thank you.